Welcome to Craft of Code, a podcast brought to you by Linode that explores the stories of developers, entrepreneurs, and enterprises of all sizes from all over the world who share our mission to make cloud computing simple, affordable, and accessible to all. Welcome to this episode of Craft of Code. In this episode, Chris Allen, CEO of Red5 Pro, talks to us about real-time streaming video to millions of people in milliseconds. Red5 Pro got its start back in 2005 when it reverse-engineered Adobe Flash's real-time messaging protocol, creating an open-source alternative to the Flash communication method and eventually productizing and licensing a paid version. Chris bet early on that people would care about latency more than anything else, so the company set about trying to solve that. And the bet paid off. Today, Red5 Pro can offer live, interactive, and concurrent video experiences at scale. And when the COVID-19 pandemic hit, it catapulted Red5 Pro's technology to the fore. Not just limited to broadcasters anymore, Red5 Pro is helping other companies that require low latency and high scalability for things like drone streaming, live auctions, gambling, sports betting, esports broadcasting, and more. Chris gives us some background to Red5 Pro's origins and how Linode has supported their journey. I'm going to bet you'll enjoy this discussion. Chris tells us how the company got started. We, we were the first group to reverse Flash's video streaming protocol known as RTMP. Uh, that was in 2005 where we kind of cracked it in a black box reverse engineering of the of, of the protocol. Um, and we created an open source alternative to the flash communication server, which was at the time, I think was about $50,000 a seat. So it was cost prohibitive. And that was one of the motivators for us to do it. Uh, you know, cause there was this great feature in the flash player itself that was, you know, essentially locked down and, you know, we, we decided for interoperability sake, we should create something that was an alternative. So that open source server, of course, being free compared to what Adobe was charging for it, made made the thing kind of take off. And so we started out by creating a company around it, uh, doing consulting and work for hire around the open source product. And so, you know, fast forward many years, years into the future, we saw the demise of Flash as sort of an opportunity. And rather than continuing down the you know services work model for an open source product, uh, we decided to productize it, and that's where the pro ver- version comes in. So we get the Red Five Pro. Uh, it, it's a licensed model. It allowed us to scale it out in a way that we couldn't before. We raised venture capital and uh, and we shifted our business model from the services to product and licensing. Chris knew that people would care more about latency in video than anything else. What did that mean for the business? You know, we, we made a couple of bets early on with that. Uh, one is that people are going to care about latency. None of the HLS or Impact Dash or any of the other approaches that were native in a web browser were addressing latency. And we, we thought that was a, a, a big mistake to not look at that. We, you know, we knew this from being a services company that 
a lot of these guys were relying on that kind of essentially real-time latency we were able to get like sub-second. You know, they were building kind of video chat type experiments, other kinds of things. And we thought one WebRTC, the protocol that we tend to focus on is really hard to work with. So we figured we could simplify that for them, but it's also really hard to scale. So that was the other kind of aspect we, we picked to focus on. By solving two significant problems, broadcast latency and multiple user interactives in live streams, Red5 Pro was able to create wow moments in real time. Chris explains. Basically, we're, we're solving uh, two problems uh, with live video streaming. Uh, one is the latency on a live video stream is typically delayed by quite a bit of, uh, of time. So by the time it's capped, from the time it's captured on one end, you know, with a camera uh, to somebody seeing it on the other end, usually is measured in lots of seconds. Um, and this is causing all kinds of problems with like sports, you know, broadcasts where people are getting spoilers from the uh, from the field. People are texting them about what's happening and they haven't even seen the play yet. You know, that, that's one good example of it. There's all, all kinds of other examples where broadcast latency is an issue. Um, and then uh, the solutions that can do real-time latency with live video, uh, like what we're doing with the Zoom here, can't typically scale out. Um, so uh, one to many to hundreds of thousands of concurrent viewers, this doesn't work with a um, you know video point-to-point type technology. Like uh, so, what we've done is come up with a solution that allows uh, people to build uh, essentially real-time like video chat style uh, latency into live broadcast applications. And the cool thing about that is it starts to introduce all kinds of other possibilities that weren't um, uh, possible before, uh, like live interaction in the, in the live streams, ability to call, bring in an interviewer uh, into a live broadcast, um, kind of like you would do with talk radio, that sort of thing, um, to collaborative kind of video uh, fan wall type experiences we're seeing kind of in a reverse where you're bringing lots of users into the same environment as a, as a stadium. Chris tells us how their customer base has expanded way beyond just broadcasting. So, so we have uh, groups to do like live drone streaming and surveillance and stuff like that, which have nothing to do with broadcast, right? Um, okay. But they have their own reasons that they need latency down in the, you know, measured in milliseconds. And um, we've also got groups that do like live auctions um, huh. and bidding on items. And you can imagine latency is a really critical thing for that. Uh, we do have some gambling kind of customers too. And then there's some that kind of um, are hybrid now. And that's more of what we're starting to see emerge. Live sports betting um, is playing into the sports broadcasts, for example, and now. And then Interactivity with the streams, um, you know, things like esports broadcasts where people can actually have an effect on the live uh, video game play. All kinds of interesting things. So, no, they, uh, broadcast companies aren't our only target uh, customers, uh, but they're certainly one of them. And it's one of the more quickly, uh, they're, they're starting to wake up to the need for yeah. real-time latency in their live streams. What we're really seeing seeing as the sweet spot is where they want to combine these things. They need their like own live uh, video conferencing solution where then they can also push those all out as a broadcast so everybody else can see it. 
you know, and then having fine-tuned control over it as a developer is also really critical. Chris explains how the COVID-19 pandemic accelerated the need for live, interactive, and concurrent video experiences. I, I can't state how much COVID-19 has had an impact on this. Um, it's, it's terrible for the world, but it's really done remarkable things for accelerating some of these live video experiences that people want. Um, and I don't, I don't think that stuff's going to go away. What was once kind of a nice to have and on a company's product roadmap has now been like a must have and they're, they're going really fast to get these kind of live interactive uh, video experiences in. For Red 5 Pro's cost-conscious customers, hosting with a hyperscale provider like AWS, Azure, or Google is out of the question, mainly because of bandwidth costs. Chris explains why Red 5 Pro's customers are better suited for an alternative cloud provider like Linode. What we've been seeing is there's certain kind of corporate uh, entities which are much better geared toward the AWS or Azure relationship. Um, And, you know, it's because they've got big commits all up front, you know what I mean? So that they're able to drive down the prices. Um, This is a big thing with Microsoft Azure. And and they're also a partner of ours, by the way, as well. And what we're seeing is more of these like very large corporate entities being a much better fit for Azure. And in some of these smaller, scrappier use cases are much better for DigitalOcean and Linode. And particularly when you can tie together the multiple services, uh, I, I think there's, there are a few different groups that are kind of taking advantage of this cross-cloud uh, infrastructure. Snapped is another good example of that, where they kind of do the um, you know load balancing, kind of where it can target multiple um, cloud providers. Uh, their product, for example, is actually works really well with ours too. It's a good combination. Um, but this whole strategy of using multiple cloud providers for their strengths, uh, I, I think, is where this comes from. And, you know, Linode and DigitalOcean, their strengths come from, you know, being smaller, more nimble, more willing to react to different kind of uh, situations and then better price points. You know? Chris was also attracted to Linode because both companies share a common focus on the developer community. We're very much a developer focused product. We make it so that uh, people can or developers can build out custom apps of their own. They can put together the pieces in any way, shape, or form that they believe in. Um, and then they can deploy the solution on top of a cloud network of their choice. And this is where Linode pops in, right? Um, while we don't uh, host it directly on Linode, uh, our customers do. And uh, I think one of the important points of that is we are a developer-focused company. Uh, so is Linode. Um, you know, like you guys provide really great documentation. You kind of speak the same sort of language, you know, that, uh, that, that we do. And so I think that consistency uh, of experience for developers is, uh, is, a, is an important one and why they would choose you guys. Next, we explored how Red5 Pro strives to give developers as much power and flexibility as possible whether that's based on geography, technology, SDK orientation, or customizability. So we've been really, you know, developer first focused and trying to make it as easy as possible um, while at the same time giving full control. So uh, that's a delicate balance. And I don't know if we always do a good job. Uh, (laughs) I I think we've always given, we've always sided on on the side of power, like to the user, uh, as opposed to ease of use. 
um, which is kind of a double-edged sword, but we want to make it so that people can basically build whatever is in their dreams and make it a reality um, as opposed to like dumbing it down to the, the common denominator. In terms of managing their customers' Linode accounts, Chris explains that they offer both hands-on and a hands-off approach. So our enterprise-level customers, they'll, they'll basically hire us. I mean, a good way to think of it is they hire us like their DevOps team uh, to handle the streaming infrastructure. And so usually what that means is they'll give us an account on their Linode account, and then we're there managing it for them and being very hands-on and working directly with Linode as well to troubleshoot issues as they come up. The more hands-off approach, kind of self-serve customers, yeah, they have a direct uh, relationship with you guys, and it's very hands-off. You know, they're, they're following our documentation and deploying it in that sense. So we kind of can do either model, um, and we've seen both, actually. Red5 Pro enables developers to have freedom of choice by supporting Terraform. Elasticity is the key feature of this open-source infrastructure-as-code software tool and gives Red5 Pro users the ability to expand. Chris explains. We ended up, for our stream manager, picking uh, Terraform as kind of our interface into the cloud. So that means you can like basically pop on a Terraform provider into our stream manager, and then it's able to use that. And we've seen some pretty interesting use cases where they want to go cross-cloud and and not even just between the public clouds, but also people wanted to control some of the content within their own data centers. Um, and then, you know, using cl- cloud to kind of expand out to different regions that they may not support or just adding capacity when they really need it. So that elasticity thing is kind of a nice uh, feature of it. But yeah, I mean, it, our strategy uh, has been to use Terraform in this way so that we can essentially target every cloud provider who builds one of those uh, Terraform providers, you know. Currently, Linode data centers support 11 global markets, enabling secure and reliable networking throughout its network backbone. Machines can communicate with one another, reducing latency and lowering the friction of scale. Red5 Pro expects to benefit from Linode's ongoing geographic expansion. As for the future... You can bet that Red5 Pro's low-latency, high-bandwidth use cases for communicating and messaging in real-time are only going to become more relevant and widely in demand. Our thanks to Chris Allen for sharing his insight into ultra-low-latency video streaming and interactivity that is truly pushing the boundaries of video technology. If you want to find out more about Red5 Pro and its award-winning innovative technology, then head over to red5pro.com. Thanks for listening to Craft of Code. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please subscribe to make sure you're the first to hear when we release future episodes. And we'd love it if you left a review. 